Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, friends, and thanks for downloading another weekly episode of the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance author, speaker, and consumer advocate who's been producing this show since 2008. I am thrilled to have you with me. This week, I'm going to be showcasing a really motivational author, a brand new author named A.J. Gibson. And he is someone that isn't necessarily a financial expert, but he wrote a really cool book. And it reminded me that your life and your personal finances don't always go the way you hope. Uh, We all have struggles. You know, no one is perfect. No one achieves success without their share of hurdles and challenges. But AJ is someone who made me remember that there are a lot of tools that can help you break through financial hardships and ultimately live the life you want. So today's show is for you. If you would like a little dose of motivation and inspiration, AJ and I talk about the personal, professional, and financial challenges that he's overcome. And just to give you a little bit of his background, he's a Los Angeles-based TV host, public speaker, and coach who says that he loves great people, food, fashion, entertainment, and travel. He's been the host of the nationally syndicated daytime talk show, Hollywood Today Live. He's been a co-host on Access Hollywood Live and even a frequent anchor on Good Day LA. You'll see him on CBS's The Talk and even on several episodes of The Wendy Williams Show. So he's pretty big time. And his journey from being a closeted gay boy in Ohio to a host chatting with some of the world's most admired celebrities on Hollywood's biggest red carpets is pretty inspiring. He's got a gift for busting through life's roadblocks and persevering despite failure. So on today's podcast, AJ and I chat about key lessons from his book. You're going to learn how to shift your perspective to find the beauty in life's most challenging moments. Some of the topics we talk about include overcoming the financial hurdles of becoming self-employed, tips for reaching financial goals when you have really big dreams, why fear and shame may be causing you to ignore your financial situation, leaning on professionals to help you stay on top of your financial life, tools for turning hopelessness into a positive, fresh outlook on your future, and how to use a focus wheel for daily motivation to achieve your dreams and goals. This is episode number 612 called How to Break Through and Overcome Financial Hardships. All right, without further ado, here's my interview with A.J. Gibson. AJ, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really nice to connect with you once, and now I get to chat with you again. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited to chat. I'm excited to get to know some of your listeners. 
Uh, I'm a big fan of yours, so thanks for having me. You're sweet. Well, we have a mutual friend, Darren, who brought us together, which is really cool when you find that you you have somebody in common, and uh, he's just been a, a great coworker and um, inspiration for me. And, and and I understand that he's somebody that you recently got in touch with. Yeah, he's actually a family member that I didn't know I had, which is the craziest story. My mom uh, hit me up a few weeks ago and she said, hey, do you know that you have a cousin uh, out in Palm Springs? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's actually my stepfather's first cousin. So he's like my, I don't know, third cousin, third step cousin or something like that. Um, But yeah, she connected with us because she thought that we would really hit it off. And we started chatting one day on Facebook and we talked for hours and had so much in common. And we haven't met yet. Uh, but my boyfriend and I are trying to get out to Palm Springs sometime soon uh, to go see him. Yeah, awesome. Well, you are also not only a, a TV celebrity, but you are now an author. You just wrote a book, or rather about, what, about a year ago? Uh, yeah. Called Flipping the Script, Bouncing Back from Life's Rock Bottom Moments. And, you know, AJ, I have to tell you, I've never read a book like yours before. You have incorporated oh. such, like, unique ways of writing. You actually have scripts and then you rewrite the script. And and so, you know, it's hard to imagine what I'm talking about. So you guys just need to go out and buy the book. I'm looking at it here um, and I will tell you, it, it's very unique. How did you come up with the inspiration to to have such a unique format? Well, first of all, it just, it literally makes my heart sing when people say things like you just said about my book. So thank you so much for, uh, first of all, for purchasing it, for reading it, for enjoying it, uh, and for sharing that with me because I was terrified to write this thing. I'd never written a book. I'd never written a blog before. Uh, so to be a published author a year later, it's a pretty wild, uh, pretty wild thing. And I'm very, very proud of the accomplishment. And yeah, the book is different from other sort of autobiographies or self-help books that I've ever seen. And that was, that was very purposeful. Uh, I, I really wanted to touch into my career in Hollywood and my time uh, as a television host working on red carpets. I had, a, I had a show on Fox for a while called Hollywood Today Live, which was a daily talk show. And I really wanted to tap into that and sort of play on that as I broke down my own personal story and my own journey uh, in an effort to help others um, sort of pinpoint moments in their lives that have maybe become roadblocks for them and then help them flip their script as I flip mine. I was going to say, you went from a very small town to L.A. Yeah. and into, you know, the big bad world of television. So you obviously had a lot of ups and downs. And so I'm, I'm curious, the rock bottom is in the title of the book. What mm-hmm. does rock bottom mean to you? Uh, to me, it means actually two things. Before I wrote the book and after I wrote the book, the meaning really changed. Before I wrote the book, Rock Bottom was a place that I was very comfortable with uh, and very familiar with. It it meant uh, no opportunities. It meant despair. Uh, It meant a feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. And I spent a lot of time there. Uh, I hit a lot of uh, roadblocks and dead ends and Felt like I was running up against a lot of brick walls and just bashing my head against them and just hoping for a different outcome every time and, and always getting the same result, which was me left by myself, feeling all alone in the world, trying to figure out what I was doing wrong, 
what what it was about me that was so terrible that I couldn't find success the way that I, I thought others were finding it. That's what rock bottom used to mean to me. Now, since writing the book, this, this process was very therapeutic for me. And I really, and I found now that I've talked to other authors and uh, of self-help books uh, since mine came out, I realized I wrote the book that I needed. And I didn't realize that at the time. But I really, I wrote this book, I consider my love letter to humanity, and I wrote it for others, but I really also wrote it for myself because I was at a point where I had no other option than to just start to just peel back the layers and reveal myself and hope to find, you know, something new inside of me, uh, which I did. Now rock bottom to me, it's exciting. Rock bottom means that um, instead of feeling helpless or hopeless, I feel that in those moments where it seems like everything has fallen apart, that is an opportunity to, to sort of rebrand myself, to go in a different direction, to uh, start fresh, to start anew, and, and try something new that, that maybe I was too afraid to try prior. Uh, but the funny thing is once you hit rock bottom, you sort of run out of excuses, which can feel scary, but if you really embrace it, it's really actually a blessing. And that's what rock bottom means to me now. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. And while your book isn't a financial book, finances was definitely a part of your rock bottom. So tell us a little bit about what happened and and how that might be a lesson for some other folks who are listening who don't know the difference between W-2 and 1099 income like you didn't apparently. Yeah, I had no idea. And like you said, I grew up in a small town in Ohio. And that doesn't mean that, you know, I don't understand finances because I grew up in a small town. But where I came from, um, there were usually two courses of uh, the career course or court, I guess, career trajectories, really. You're either a farmer or you work in one of the local factories. And that's just what you do. And, you know, if you're a farmer, you kind of are raised in a family that has probably been farming for generations. So you know how to handle your own finances. Uh, you're you basically, you know, you're self-employed. If you work in a factory, you've got W9 income, which is easy. You know, the, they take care of that for you. They take the taxes out and pay that for you. And you just have to file at the end of the year. Uh, as a television host and now an author and a motivational speaker and doing all of these things that I've never seen anybody in my life do, up close and personal, I didn't understand the sort of ins and outs of the financial side of it. And my book does open with three stories that were really my rock bottom moments. And the third story that really literally almost took me over the edge was the night uh, I received a tax bill, uh, October 16th, 2016 for $16,631. That in the moment that I received it might as well have been $16 million because I had just lost my job as the host of a national talk show, uh, and I had no I had no money coming in, and that happened because I didn't understand the difference between W nine and ten ninety nine. I'd received a lot more ten ninety nine income that pre- that previous year, and as you know, as I received this income, I'm thinking, oh, I get to keep all of it. That's great. Uh, this is awesome. I'm getting a lot more money per paycheck. This is fantastic, and I didn't plan. For the tax bill that was going to be attached to that at the end of the year. I wasn't paying uh, quarterly. I wasn't setting aside really any money. Uh, I had debt that I'd accrued in my life from college loans and parent 
parental debt and credit cards and everything else. And instead of sort of trying to put back money and prepare for my tax bill, I was trying to pay down as much debt as I could. And I kind of just got lost in it all. And I really had no idea what I was doing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. If a friend asks how you're doing, And you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. So if anyone is listening is having some kind of financial trouble, maybe it's not IRS trouble, but some kind of trouble, debt, not being able to have the things that they want and and are having trouble saving, what are some tools that you could offer for those folks to begin to flip their script? What are some things that they could be doing on a daily basis or, you know, some type of tool that has helped you to reach their financial goals? Uh, pay attention. Keep, keep, it, keep uh, logs of where your money's going. Uh, that's something I never did. I, was, I didn't want to see it, so I just avoided it. And when you don't pay attention, those $5 Starbucks and those you know, $15 salads at lunch real quick and everything else, they really, really add up. And all those little monthly subscriptions that you don't think are that much, your Netflix or your Hulu or your Amazon or all these other things that seem like small amounts by themselves, uh, they add up very, very quickly. And I just wasn't paying attention. I would just sign up for things. And I had I had money coming out of accounts that I didn't even know, for subscriptions I was paying for that I've never used uh, and just wasn't aware of. And I wasn't aware because I was afraid. I was afraid to look. I was afraid of what that might um, reveal to me. And I've learned that 
it is my responsibility to look and to know where every single dollar goes all the time. I'm not always perfect with my money, but I'm much better now than I was three years ago. And I'm continuing to learn. Uh, also, my my accountant, the girl who handles my taxes, uh, she's been a really great resource for me. Uh, so I guess for your, for your listeners, if there's someone uh, who does that for them or someone in their life who maybe they can go to and just sit down and have a conversation with and say, listen, this is where I am. This is where I'd like to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. What am I doing wrong? And what can I work on to sort of improve my financial situation uh, moving forward? And that's really been a great asset for me, just having that one person who I can reach out to. I can send her a quick text or, a, or call her on the phone or shoot her an email if I just have a question. Because I'm traveling the country a lot more now, doing a lot of speaking gigs, and I'm selling books, and all that stuff is really confusing uh, if you're doing it for the first time. Like, how do I log this income? How do I, you know, track these expenditures? Like, how do I keep track of all this stuff? You know, because I live a, live in a world of invoices now, and and that was a bit intimidating to me at first. But she's really helped me to sort of come up with a game plan that's always evolving, um, but it's able to evolve because I pay attention now. Yeah, that's great. And you're right. I mean, people not paying attention, just wanting to pretend that the problem isn't there. Eventually, it catches up with you, right? It, it ends up being way worse in the long run than if you had just kind of put your head down and said, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to tackle this. We're going to yeah. figure out the answers. Yeah, it, I mean, it always catches up to you. And, and, and as you know, having read the book, that was the literally the starting point for my book. And it caught up to me that night I got the tax bill. And, and that night I was home alone. Uh, my boyfriend was at work. Uh, he was working in a restaurant at the time. And I was out here in Los Angeles. So my parents in Ohio were three hours ahead. So they were in bed. And I received this tax bill. And it sent me into a tailspin. I had no idea what I was going to do about it. And I got into such a dark place that I nearly took my life that night. I was in my windowsill about to jump from my 10th floor apartment uh, bathroom window. And... It was the scariest moment of my life, and I kept that to myself. Uh, I didn't even tell my boyfriend for months. I didn't tell my mom until a year later. Uh, I was so ashamed of not only the um, the inability to sort of get my finances under control, to get a grasp on them, as a, you know, a man in my mid-30s, I felt like I should have that under better control. I was also ashamed that I, I didn't have the courage to actually go out the window, which sounds crazy um, now. But at the time, I felt like even I can't even do this thing. I can't even end my life. I'm such a loser. And that's sort of where I was. Uh, my headspace was at the time. And it was all tied to the finances. The finances were the catalyst that nearly sent me out that window. But they're also the catalyst that helped me to push forward and to literally bounce back and to flip my script and write this book. So there's always two different ways of looking at anything, right? There's two different perspectives. And luckily, um, by the grace of God, I was able to get through that night and turn things around. Yeah, I think one of the themes throughout the book is that you have been able to find the good or find the lessons mm -hmm. in any situation. So, yeah. I mean, how can, you, how can you recommend that somebody do that if they really are at rock bottom right now and having trouble? You know, is it journaling? Is it talking to a therapist? I mean, what would you recommend somebody do to be able to flip that script and see, hey, wait a minute, you know, this might be the beginning of something great rather than the end of, of something that I'm so attached to. Yeah, it's, it's tricky to get to that headspace. It's, it's, it's a difficult journey. 
but it's always, always possible. I always say that if there's breath in your lungs, there's still time to flip your script. Um, and I believe that every single person on this planet was created on purpose and for a purpose. Now, finding that purpose can be tricky. It can be confusing. Uh, I mentioned a bit ago that I grew up in a small town and and kind of put a little bit of my blame of my financial sort of um, naivete on growing up in a small town, but it's also the thing that saved my life. Um, where I grew up, there's this sort of this feeling of community and support and pick yourself up, dust yourself off and keep going, which can be a positive and a negative sort of thing, depending on where you are in your life. Um, but I really pulled from my, my family and my friends. My grandmother was a very positive, encouraging woman always. And she always found a way to succeed, even when it didn't seem like she would. And so for me, I really drew from those close to me. Um, but I think that journaling is a really, really powerful tool. And it's, it's one of those things that it's become more common and people say, yeah, I like to journal and I have a gratitude journal, all that stuff. And it, it can sound a little bit like out there and a little bit like just kind of spiritual and strange to some people, but it actually works. The actual like act of sitting down and taking pen to paper and writing out the things that you're grateful for and writing out the things that you want in your life that you want to manifest. Um, I can't tell you how many times it's worked for me. And every single time personally, when I feel like my life is starting to fall apart, I, I stop and I try to take stock. Once I get over being frustrated with myself and whatever, over the negative self-talk, I take stock and I think, okay, am I journaling? No. Am I meditating? Meditating and am I spending time in prayer? No. Am I getting outdoors and getting physical activity? No. Have I reconnected with those that I care about recently? No. And when those answers are all no, it's an indication that I'm in a bad spot in my life. And if I can even start to do one or two of those things on a semi-regular basis, my entire situation turns around all of the time. A couple of years ago, actually, it was uh, right before I went home to write this book, uh, October of 2017. And I knew I was going home on the 16-day writing sabbatical I talk about it in my book. And I was so super excited for this romantic sort of return to my hometown. And I was going to sit at my grandmother's desk that she left with my family after she passed away. And I was going to write this wonderful book. Um, but I was really broke at the time. I hadn't worked a lot the summer prior. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And my boyfriend encouraged me to start just journaling again. He knew I was getting ready to like write this book, but I hadn't started yet. But he said, why don't you just journal and write down the things that you're grateful for and the things that you want. And I did that. And I kid you not, I wrote down that I wanted to host an award show. And I'd never done that before. It seemed like a silly sort of thing for me at that time. And I wrote it down. And two days later, I got a call from a woman I'd never met before who had seen me on TV and said, hey, I have this opportunity. It doesn't pay a lot, but I can pay you $5,000 to come host this award show. Would you be willing to do it? And I said, um, of course, absolutely. At the time, I was like, $5,000, great. Of course, I don't care. Like, that sounds wonderful to me. I agreed to do it. She said, okay, it's Sunday. And this was Thursday or Friday, I believe. So two days later, I ended up being on a stage hosting an award show in front of Stevie Wonder and Dionne Warwick and and Akon and Tara Reid and a bunch of like random celebrities that all came together for this big event. Uh, Donna Karen was being honored, the designer. And my friends were in the audience and I co-hosted with Adrian Bailon Houghton. 
uh, Houghton, sorry, who is an Emmy-winning uh, host of The Real. And we did this thing. They put a check in my hand that night. And two days later, I believe, or three days later, I got on a plane and flew home. And I was able to start this book with money in my bank account and my bills paid, which, as you know, uh, just relieves so much stress. And it's all because I sat down one night before I went to bed and wrote it in my journal and two days later it came real. That's amazing. Yeah, I agree. There's so much power in journaling. And I don't do it every day, but I will say that when I've been um, feeling like I'm hitting barriers in my life and, mm-hmm. and maybe feel confused, I have turned to journaling. And I agree with you. I mean, putting down your intentions, there's just something magical about it. And it really can make things uh, change for you and, and even just clarify your own thinking, um, I think, is really what it does. You're forced to actually write write down what's going on in your head, good or bad, and mm-hmm. what you truly want. And then that clarification um, is really powerful. You mentioned something in the book called a focus wheel, which I had mm. never heard of before. Tell me a little bit yes. about that. So a focus wheel is so interesting. So uh, it's funny because in, I tell a story in the book, but I, uh, uh, my boyfriend's cousin had come to Los Angeles and he decided to stay with us for like a week while he figured out where he was going to be living. And he introduced us to this idea of the focus wheel. So the focus wheel was designed or created by Abraham Hicks, which is actually this weird, esoteric, sort of strange story. But Abraham Hicks is like this, supposed to be this like celestial being. It's like a, um, Abraham Hicks is sort of made up, exists in the mind of uh a woman, I believe her name might be Esther or something, but she created this sort of like outside of her own body sort of being, right? That is sort of like this motivational guru. And it all sounded absurd and crazy to me at first. And that part of it does sound kind of absurd and kind of crazy to me still, to be honest. But this Abraham Hicks also created this thing called a focus wheel. And there are different versions of it, but the basic concept is that at the center of the wheel, uh, you write, I am, right? Whatever. And then you fill that in is I am whatever it is that your big goal is. So maybe it is, um, I, you want to be a, a, a motivational speaker. So you write, I am a motivational speaker in the center. And then there's like basically pieces of a, of a pie or pizza all the way around the wheel. And then you write in, uh, statements that support that and help you to get to that that centering thought, which is I am a motivational speaker. So you can write, I am really great at conveying thoughts and feelings. I am really great at connecting with people and I love connecting. Uh, you can, and so you write basically usually about 12 to 14 thoughts that are supporting of that center statement. Uh, and then you read them out loud to yourself. I like to do it in a mirror. I believe uh, mirrors are the most powerful tools that we have uh, physically available to us in the world. And so I like to, when I read mine, I read it and I look into my own eyes and I say everything. And then I finish on, I am this, I am a motivational speaker. And that was one of mine. And you can do them for a month at a time, six months at a time, however long it takes for you to start believing that you are the thing that you, that you want to be in your heart. Um, and, and it really works. Like I used to always say that I, before I even did a motive or a, a focus wheel, I used to say, I'm a TV host. And this was years ago when I was actually a bartender and a personal trainer. And I was taking hosting classes. 
I've never been on television. I never hosted anything in my life. And a lot of my classmates were very uncomfortable saying that. And I, I work with clients now as a television host. I work with clients who were in the position I was in back then. And I say, start saying you're a TV host. Just start saying it because you are. The moment you say it, it's, it's, it's real. And that's a hard concept for people to grasp because they feel like it's being braggadocious or they're being, um, I don't know, uh, deceitful to people saying that there's something that they're not. And it's not for anybody else. It's for you. It's for you to start to train your brain to believe that this thing that you want and desire is actually true and that it already exists. It already truly exists in the world. And your job is to just now catch up to it and to make it reality for everyone else to see. AJ, tell us where folks can get your book, your ebook, your audio book, and uh, also the the scripts that you mentioned. Yeah. So um, if you go to AJ Gibson TV, as in television, AJ Gibson uh, you can find out everything about me. You can find out uh, if you want to work with me as a motivational speaker, information for my, my booking agent is there. If you wanted to see some videos of me interviewing cool celebrities on red carpets, those are there. Uh, but like you said, the script rewrites, which are at the end of each chapter, those are there. And it's a free, clickable, downloadable PDF where you can go in and actually change the subtitle uh, of your book. You can change the name of the author to your name, and then you can fill out your script rewrites so that down the road, maybe you have a day or a moment where you forget who you are. You have a physical, tangible copy of the script you've rewritten for your life, and you can reference that and say, oh, that's who I am. This is who I am at my absolute best. Uh, you can find my book there. It's available on Amazon, Target, Indie Books. It's all over the place. Uh, if you want to go directly to the book, ajgibsontv.com slash book will take you there. Uh, it is available on hardback right now and hardcover. Uh, also ebook if you're an e-reader type of person. And I recorded the audio for the audiobook, uh, which is about a seven hour listen. Uh, so if you want to listen to me tell my own story, which I think is pretty cool, uh, you can do that as well. And I, I just appreciate everybody who supports this book. And then, and then even as importantly, uh, if your listeners are willing to go on and write me a review, one star, five stars, whatever it is they feel in their heart. Uh, I really appreciate that too, because as you know, uh, that is super important for, for authors. And uh, so I, I always appreciate a, a good review. Absolutely. AJ, thank you for spending time with me today. Oh, goodness. Thank you so much for having me. You're just a pleasure. I am so grateful that you are a Money Girl listener. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and can take away a motivating idea or two or even just one tip that will help you overcome obstacles in your life and personal finances. If you've got a money question, feedback about the show, or an idea for a future episode, I would love to hear it. Simply visit my contact page at lauradadams.com or leave a voicemail message at 302 302- Three six four zero three zero eight. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard, Steve Rickyberg, with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, give us a moment of your time and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy, super quick. That will help new listeners find us. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. 
Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.